Do you like mock drafts? Well, how about this mock draft? ESPN points format, 12 teams. It's coming up right now. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball on TikTok at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free. We are available on all platforms. All of the invites for the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Bowl have gone out. And if you don't accept them, you're getting replaced. Simple as that. Then I need to get all this stuff sorted. Now, the, those of you who are asking, I in the previous years, what I did was use an external draft order site, uh, put everyone's emails and team names in and sent them all out. A, that was going to take forever because we have increased our uh, league amounts and team amounts by 50% this season. And B, that site started charging me to send out individual email reports. So I wasn't going to do that. So what we do, do now is the draft order is just randomized in Fantrax. If you want to see the random changes, you can see it in the system log over there. But the order is set. It's how it is. It's just I just clicked the random button, and that was it. All that we did over on uh, over on Fantrax. So that order is set. But again, if you haven't accepted your invitation, get it in. Like do it now. Otherwise, within the next six hours or so, I'm, I'm going to kick you out, and I'm going to get you replaced in there for those drafts to start next week. Speaking of drafts, we are doing a points league mock draft here right now. And we're going to get into it in a sec, but so we don't interrupt the flow, you know what I've got to do. You might actually be in this situation because this show is brought to you by DoorDash. You're sitting down, you're ready to do a mock draft with me on this show, and you've got ready, you've got dinner going at the same time, you've got your laptop up on the computer, on the kitchen bench, and you go, oh my God, I don't have any basil. How am I going to dress my caprese salad? Well, you get on DoorDash and you get them to get it, because you can't leave the mock draft, you can't go out to the grocery store. DoorDash has been doing this with restaurant food. We know this. But now they can go to the grocery stores and get you your food for you. You pick in the app what you want. There's replacement options in there if things are out of stock. The DoorDash guy goes in there, grabs whatever you need. It's just like you're in there doing it yourself. And with DashPass membership, you can get $0 delivery fees as well. Get your grocery shopping done, delivered to your door with DoorDash. Get 50% off your first DoorDash order up to a $20 value when you use the code LOCKEDONNBA at checkout. It's a limited time offer and terms apply. That's 50% off up to 20 bucks, no minimum subtotal, and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code LOCKEDONNBA. Don't forget the code is LOCKEDONNBA for 50% off your first order with DoorDash. So we'll bring the uh, we'll bring the draft room in and we'll uh, we'll get ready to crack on with this ESPN scoring. I am as I said the other day, I am hosting it on Fantrax. It's just so much easier to set up a draft on there. Um, it's easier to use the draft room. It's easier for me to integrate it with Basketball Monster as well because ESPN is a real pain in the ass in terms of integrating with them. It, we can do it. It's just uh, it, it is actually simple enough to do it in your own draft. But when I'm trying to mock draft, record, and use the draft tracker, it does get a little bit hard to do. So we're just going to run it in fan tracks, but it is the same scoring system uh, that ESPN has over there as well. So we might as well uh, we'll get stuck into it. All right, we are 20 seconds away from starting this draft. ESPN points mock. We hope that everybody is in here and ready to go. It says that some people are in here, um, but if we see this guy, D Marks, who's not showing as available at the moment, uh, if he doesn't go, we'll just pause the draft and get him replaced. All right. We are starting now. Let's see what DMARCs does. Pick one here in an ESPN mock draft. I do think that Jokic should go in ESPN point scoring formats. Um, I can make an argument for somebody else like a Luca in Yahoo, but in ESPN, um, as you can see, that's the fantasy points per game using that same scoring system. Jokic cleared everybody last season. Is this boy going to pick or not? Am I going to have to get him out of here? Uh, what a start to the draft where someone doesn't turn up after signing up for it five minutes ago. Right, cool, 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 cool. All right, apparently we're ready to go. Let's see, he's in here. Hopefully we don't get any more of those issues. It's 12 seconds left on the clock. If he autos, it'll end up with Jokic anyway. 
But we'll see what he ends up doing. The frustrations of dealing with a mock draft. Ah, uh, yeah. All right, D-Marks, make your pick. Make your pick. Is he going to make it or not? I'm just going to rewind it if he doesn't. Auto pick. Let's just undo that pick. All right. Time restarts now. Go for it. Let's make your pick. <clears throat> All right, D-Marks. I'm sure he's just going to pick, pick Jokic anyway. I'm worried there's one other person in this mock draft that's not going to show up. Anyway, so I'm doing this mock draft because we did the points and points league sleepers and points league busts the last couple of days. Um, is this guy still not going to draft? D marks. I'm sorry, mate. Like, what is he doing? Make a make a pick. How's this happening? Oh, here we go. Here we go. Big Chungus off the board at number one. I would think that it's between Embiid and Doncic here. Uh, well, there you go. Uh, Doncic goes at two. I would think it's Embiid next. And then I would say Shea and Halliburton. ESPN point scoring makes the early rankings at least fairly, a little bit more similar to a um, to a category league. It does, Giannis is still up there, but I wouldn't necessarily go with him at that spot. Paolo taking his time here on pick one, really thinking it through, getting the picks going. And he goes with Embiid. That is exactly how I have those first three picks projected. And then I would say Halliburton and Giannis would be my next two to go off the board. We'll see if they think that way. I'm picking all the way down uh, at number 12, which is going to be frustrating. But I, I'm i thinking, well, i got Jason Tatum as 12th. He's not going to last until 12th. That means I get someone who I've... Well, actually, well, that's not true though. Oh, no, no. Yeah, well, I'm going to get one of the guys I've projected higher than Tatum uh, to go... At 12, that's good. So Halliburton does go at pick number four. Morgan, I have a feeling this bloke isn't here either, so we might just get him out of here. All right, we've got that one sorted, so let's get the draft resumed. Morgan's up at pick five after... What a, what a rocky start to this mock draft. Um, there we go. Giannis goes at pick number five and totally reasonable. I think ooh, Shea at six is interesting. Actually, Shad Shea in an ESPN point system are down a little bit lower, but the guys ahead of him were Steph and Lillard, which is, you know, there's obviously some concerns with how they fit. There you go. I knew Tatum at 12 wouldn't last, uh, wouldn't be there for me. So that does enable someone who I do have rated higher, and it's probably going to be like a Lillard, a Davis, or a Durant, which introduces an element of risk to me because they're sort of the guys who are next on the board for me. And there's obviously the games played risk with those. Or do I reach down behind LeBron uh, and Tatum and grab like Sabonis or Booker and feel a bit better about their value? Sloan takes Curry at pick number eight. 100% reasonable. I would think, I would love to be able to get Damian Lillard here at 12. I, I don't know that I will, but we'll see what they do. Got Durant, Davis, Ball. Well, there goes Durant. Ooh, I thought I might have to make that call on Durant, which is good that I don't. So he's gone. And I've got three picks. There's Davis, Ball, and Lillard. I'm taking one of those three players. And I'm pretty happy with how that has played out. But then I've got to go again at 13. So I'd love to get two of them. I'd love to have someone take Anthony Edwards and go early on that so that I can um, grab two of those guys. Davis goes at 10. Was not expecting that. Ball, go well, that does give me Dame Lillard there at the end of round one. So that's the end of the first round done. So what do I do now? Because LeBron is next on my list, but I'm definitely not taking LeBron at this spot, obviously because of the injury risk. And the next one, oh yeah, well, it's just next one's Sabonis. So I'll just take him, I think. That should be relatively easy to do. There you go. Demonta Sabonis. I go 12, 13 with Lillard and Sabonis in that spot. And now it is a bloody long time until it comes back to me with my next selection at 36. So after Sabonis, what have we got coming up here? The top of the Fantrax board has Edwards, <clears throat> which is okay for this sort of a format. League, I think he's probably a few spots lower, but as I said, LeBron sits a little bit ahead uh, here in this list, but I still think Kyrie and Devin Booker are guys we should be looking at. Well, there goes Kyrie at pick number 14. Um, second round is frustrating this season. I feel like the first round is, is fine. It's easy. The second round, to look at them, you go, oh, man, these guys all feel like third-round players. And that's always a frustrating thing to be. Now, of course, we know that ordinality, which is just ranking numbers one after the other, can skew the values of guys. And it probably is more realistic to think that all the players between, say, 14 and 30 are on par. And they might all be sort of third-roundish sort of values when you compare them to the first-round guys. But the nature of a snake draft means you've got to take some of them in round two and some of them in round three. So if you ever have that feeling, which, which I do all the time, um, it's not... 
sorry, abnormal. It's not wrong. They probably are more closer to third round players. And the gap between that guy at 18 and 28 is probably not as large as what you think it is. So Anthony Edwards goes at, it was Irving 14, Edwards 15, Don Mitchell 16, Booker 17, Trey Young 18. By the way, my Bazemore Dynasty formula is up for testing over at Basketball Monster. We're going to be running it and testing it this season. It's the first time I'm putting anything like this out on Basketball Monster. It took me a long time to get to where I am. I'm still not 100% sure with it. And there is an ability, no matter, it's not a straight Dynasty ranking list. It's, it's just not, oh, here's my top 200 Dynasty guys. It is tailored to your league type. It gets can get tailored to your punt settings, um, points, categories, whatever it is. And you can tailor it to rebuilding or contending as well. There are going to be some bumps in the road with it for sure. And I'm always going to be open to feedback. But if you are playing Dynasty, it's there as well. So Trey goes at 18. Mitchell 16. Booker 17. Trey 18. LeBron at 19. Now that is very good value for LeBron on a per game basis. But there is risk, obviously. Towns, that feels pretty early for Townsy. That, yeah, that feels, well, maybe it's not. No, maybe it's not that bad. Big 20, not too bad. I take it back. I was just trying to have a look where I actually had him on this list of mine on my projections for points leagues. Where do I have him? Oh, no, it was actually. Oh, yuck. Ooh, he was 44th per game last season in an ESPN points league. Oh, yeah, that's yuck. Yeah, no thanks. Um, I think Mikhail Bridges goes next uh, at 21. And yeah, that's... I don't feel like that's particularly strong either. Cade, wow, we're getting some early picks here. Cade goes at 22. Let's have a look at that. Um, I had Cunningham at around 28. Okay. With some other iffy ones in front. Where did, where did I have Bridges? But that is early, man. I had Bridges at 34. Okay, so we're really going off script here. Siakam goes at 23, which is a, a very reasonable pick, I, I would think, um, in this area. And that's to end or getting close to end round two. And then the Jokic guy pairs him with Jaron Jackson, which you know, Jaron's not the best from a points league perspective, but that's actually right on where he needs to be. The question marks are going to come now is when does someone draft Kawhi? When does someone draft Jim Harden? And when does someone draft Zion Williamson? Because they're like three of the top four guys left on my projection list. But there's obviously significant questions. But I think if you're in round three, you've got to start rolling the dice on Harden you probably don't do it on Zion, but you do do it on um, Kawhi at this point. And if Harden or Kawhi lasts to me at pick 36, then I would definitely do that. Bam at a buyer. Oh, there goes Harden at 25. Um, Bam goes at 26. So I was just talking and Harden had already been drafted. Bam goes at 26. And Paolo is... Paolo made that pick of Cade, which is an interesting one. Let's see what he does here. I'm waiting for someone to drop in the chat. And sometimes it happens like, man, oh, sorry, I didn't realize it was a points league. Even though the title of the, the league is ESPN scoring points. And uh, yeah, that's how I tweeted it out as well. But that, it always happens. And it's always one of those key things, like learn your rules, understand what your draft rules are. Darius Garland, I had him down significantly. I did, he was at 38 last year. I've got him down actually a little bit because some other guys jumping ahead. There goes Kawhi. Um, so it goes Garland, 27. Markin and 28. Kawhi, 29. That's pretty good value for Kawhi. He's obviously not as valuable in a points league than he is in a category league, and he's not as valuable in a category league head-to-head as he is a category league roto. But when we're talking round three for him, I would have loved to have gotten him at the end of my um, at the end of my pick at the end of round three. I think it's fine. Darren Fox goes there. That's absolutely reasonable. I think we should be someone should be looking at Jimmy Butler really soon here. Uh, or he's there. So I'll just stick him into my queue because I do want him. And I do want Jalen Brunson as probably one of my top targets. I am going to want Zion, but it's too early. But let me throw an argument at you as we wait for this draft to roll. If I pick at, well, not if, I do. I pick at 37 and my next pick is 60. I've got Zion as a top 25 per game player. If I'm picking him at 37, obviously it is too early given the risk, but I wouldn't get him at 60 and I, I would definitely snap him up at 60. Is there enough upside? Like the, the risk there is like, oh, 37 is too high. Um, but, you know, when you're on the turn, those values of those picks is a little different. I'm not going to do it, I don't think. But it is, it is, I think, a question that is worth pondering. Michael Ponder Jr. style. Darren Fox, Jordan Poole goes at 31. Jim Butler goes at 32. I like that Butler pick. I'm not as big on Poole for uh, ESPN points leagues. I'm much bigger on him in categories and in Yahoo points leagues. Um, 
All right, what are we doing here? So the guy that went Towns, which I think was too early, ended up with Kawhi in round three, which might end up being a value pick there. So sort of backed it up with a nice one, although I guess there's some risk with Giannis's knee, Towns's form, and Leonard's knee. And it's a little risky of a lineup. But then you get to like the guy before who went Halliburton, Bridges, Market, and tried to just eliminate all risks possible. Although you can never predict that. Miles Turner goes at 33, and that is going to feel real early to me. He's not a particularly strong points league guy. Yeah, I don't think that... He needed to go there. I think he's more of a uh, top 50 player. And again, everyone can see the fantasy points per game here in this uh, draft queue. So that just feels too early. And again, is one of the, the perils of uh, getting your brain into points league mode or understanding what the system is or not going by ADPs or anything like that because it all is very, very different. So at the top of this list, like Van Vliet has got an ADP of 29, but I wouldn't be taking him until outside the 40s. So after Turner goes Vooch, and I am, you could not pay me to take Vooch in round three. There is absolutely no way that I would do that. I have Vooch ranked extraordinarily low in comparison to that. I've got him in the 60s, and it is my pick. Julius Randle goes. I like that. That is solid enough for a points league. I've got 35 seconds on the clock. What am I going to do? Well, I'm going to take his teammate, Randle's teammate in Jalen Brunson at pick 36. And hmm, now the guy... hmm. Deodor Aiden is an option for me here. I'm not quite going to do it, but I am going to take... Hmm, I'm going to take Paul George. I think that's probably way too far for Paul George to fall. Start of round four. So I'm happy with that. Lillard, Sabonis, Brunson, George. Very happy with the way that started for me. Um, but the guy that was really sort of just sticking out like dog's balls there was Zion. If he makes it back, there's very little chance. But if he makes it back, I love that at 60. Paul George is 37 there. Jalen Brown goes at 38. Aiton, Bain, Levine, and Maxi, I think, is the guys we should be looking at here. So I'm just going to chuck a few of those into my queue. Levine, just scroll down to see who's here. Zion, I'll put him in there as well. And the other one is going to be interesting to see where Ja Morant gets, uh, gets taken. How about old mate Josh Primo today? The NBA announces he got a four-game suspension for, old, for whipping the snag out when he was with female staff, which is clearly horrible. The Spurs cut him immediately after some maybe iffy handling of that situation beforehand and the Clippers sign him to a two-way? Like, come on. Like, what are we doing? Is he really that important that we need to sign Josh Primo and give him a second chance? No, I would say absolutely we don't. Just frustrating the way they keep handling this. Jalen Brown, 38. Levine, 39. DeJounte Murray at 40. I'm not big on DeJounte Murray, but at 40, it's okay. And Wembenyama goes at 41. Wemby, I thought people would be always reaching into round two for him. It's not happening. So in the pre very early preseason, I was saying that, you know, I like Wemby in round four. And he's starting to go there in a lot of spots, which is interesting. The people are sort of souring a little bit on some of the hype, maybe. I wonder how much it will change once the first preseason game starts. Oh, here we go. Panda Pants is really leaning into the points format here. And he took Paulo Bancaro. Now, Paulo is not as good on an ESPN points. as he's the Yahoo points. He was 87th last season. Because you get the dings on the efficiency. I don't mind him at 42. That It does feel a little bit more risky. There are plenty of other guys on the board that I would have taken over Paolo in this ESPN point scoring format. But he's honestly, he's obviously you know, very cognizant that it is points. Does he know what the ESPN scoring system is? I don't know. But that is an interesting selection. Um, very intriguing to me that DeAndre Ayton is still around. I am absolutely interested in him because if I can get a pairing of Aiton and Zion, now I can't because I'm miles away from my pick. What am I, about 50 picks away? No, I'm like 14 picks away or something, more. What am I? I am 16 picks away from my pick as Evan Mobley goes and it's just not going to happen. Des Bain, that is a very good value pick there. I think he's a top 35 guy. Maxi, Claxton, Jamal Murray are all still available as is Fred Van Vliet and they all should start to go, oh, the biggest bird himself goes. Zion Williamson at 45. All right. All right, we pulled the trigger. Zion's a top 25 player per game. I Maybe top 15. I don't really have too many doubts about that. Um, but man, play, can you play 50? Can you play 60? How many does he need to play to justify a fourth round pick? It's probably 50. Hmm. All right, all right. Um, Van Vliet really holding out here. But DeAndre Ayton should be going. Claxton should be going. Jamal Murray should be going. What are we waiting on with these guys? Stick him into the lineup. Oh, there goes Van Vliet at 46. That's pretty good for Freddie. This room is very warm as I'm talking to myself trying to do a mock draft. Why is it so hot? It's fine. We'll figure it out. Freddles goes at 46. 
We're almost four rounds into this. I want you guys, if there's one thing that you do as a commissioner or someone who has influence in your commission to your commissioner in the league, well, there's two things I want you to do. Make sure your league ends at a correct date, 24th of March. And the second thing is just make the rosters 14. Why do we need 13? Why is there any reason whatsoever? There is nothing you cannot. I refuse to believe that you can come up with a logical explanation why we have a 13-man roster as a default in fantasy. We shouldn't. It's just another disadvantage for the person who picks last. They get to pick last in seven rounds and first in six rounds. Make it even. After Van Vliet goes at 46, Holmgren 47, and the headmaster Jamal Murray goes at pick 48. Pretty solid picks there, but I still think there's quite a bit of value here floating on the board. And the way I'm looking at this board here is I'm going to be able to get, I think, some pretty good players at my next couple of picks. And I am absolutely hoping that DeAndre Ayton falls. Hoping. Murray goes 48, DeRozan 49. That's about the right spot, I think, for DeRozan here. DeRozan was actually 30th per game in ESPN points last season. I am expecting somewhat of a downturn, but maybe it's not as big as I expect. But that's a pretty good spot for him to go. I also want to know, you guys that are watching this, what is your strategy on the turn? So you've sort of thrown it out a couple of times. Is that viewing that pick, like my last one at 37, it's not really 37. It might be 40th, it might be 45th. And the as we get further into the draft, the values of these guys get so close together that if you jump, jump up 15 spots in an alleged ranking list, I don't think you should view it that way. So after DeRozan goes, it is Brandon Ingram. It is crazy to me that Maxi and Aiton are still on the board here. Crazy. And Bradley Beal. And Porzingis, actually, to be honest. Well, there goes Aiton. That is absolute theft from you, Paolo. Absolute theft. You've got to love that. I'm going to move Sabonis. I don't like how sometimes these guys are out of position. I'm going to move Sabonis into the center spot. Tyrese Maxi goes, yeah, that is theft from you as well, Indigo. Love that from both of you guys to get, I think, third-round players in round five and young players with potential upside situations, like Maxi in particular. It's pretty good value. Let's go to the next one, the big fella, Morgton, which I know is not his name because it's someone who had to replace. Is Who do I have top here? It is Claxton. Why is Claxton falling? He averaged 40 fantasy points a game last season. And the minutes for him dropped as the season went on. And I think they're going to increase. Shangoon at 54. Okay. Okay. I don't think so. But, oh, Pozinga's 53, Shangoon 54. You know that I love Shangoon. I'm just very, very worried about how the Rockets are going to handle him. But he could honestly be a top 20 player. And we do want to swing for upside with some of these mid-round picks. Scott Barnes goes at 54. 50, or 56, sorry, 55, no. Actually, I think that's pretty good for Barnsley. That's about the right spot for him, and he's probably got scope to improve on that as well. Sloan making his selection after Wembenyama last round. The interesting thing is going to be is how far do people let Drew Holiday fall? Walker Kessler. All right, Walker Kessler in a Yahoo Points League you probably wouldn't want here, and he was 100th in ESPN last season. But that's all right, there goes Claxton. I definitely would have taken Claxton ahead of Kessler uh, in this format. <coughs> uh, Dali Marley, what do you got to say? What are you going to do? I'm two picks away here. So Holiday and Morant are going to be staring at me. I would be hmm, at pick 61. Ja Morant is an option for me. Now, it's very, very risky, of course. He's probably a top 20 per game guy, and I would probably a lot more like to do it in the 70s or 80s. So I don't think I'm going to do it here, but... It's at least in consideration. Josh Giddy goes. Um, we are letting Brad Beal fall too far here, I believe. And we talk. And I talk about this a lot about swinging for upside picks. Kuzma goes. When you get Beal at pick 60 or 61, I I just think that that's the upside there. That's built in, right? Like that's 20, 30 spots maybe built in. Now, the next one is maybe a little bit more risky. Is it risky? Hmm. I am going to... I'm going to take Ant Simons. I heard from somebody yesterday who does have NBA connections. He was just guessing, but I've heard this report a couple of times now. He thinks that Ant might be top 12 in scoring this season in the NBA because that's, again, the second report I'd heard of that, of this, they want to really sort of feature him this season, which I don't know how that's going to work with Aiton and Grant and Sharp and, and Scoot, all those guys getting touches. But it's enough for me to have a crack there at 61 on Simons. 
I do need to make sure I fill out my power forward and forward slots. I've got two more flexes as well to fill out because I don't want to go all guards because I've got to have my starting spots filled out. But happy to get Simons there at 61. Gobert goes at 62. And there goes Jar at 63. So much like Zion, I was sort of hoping that I could push it back another cycle. Um, that could be value on Jar, but it's it's teetering. It's teetering on where the value is. I like that Tyler Hero pick. Some of the guys I'd be looking at now, we're getting closer to a Drew Holiday zone, I think. Um, Chris Paul, Franz Wagner, Jarrett Allen, Jakob Pertl. Now, because I do have Simons, I am probably not going to take Jeremy Grant just because if there is shenanigans and resting, I don't want two guys in my top seven picks to be in that zone. After Tyler Hero does go the Bronco, Jalen Williams, possibly a little high in a points league, but whatever, it's not too bad. It's possibly a little high. Very interesting to see where Scoot goes. I get the feeling he goes round seven, honestly, and I wouldn't, but... I think that's where he's going to go. Franz Wagner is a really strong pick there. When are people going to pull the Chris Paul trigger as well? Because we are getting to that stage where... I'm going to put Pertle in my queue. Um, we're getting to that stage where Paul should start to go off the board. And it doesn't look... I don't know if he's going to start or not. But there are people who think he's going to play 25 a night. And to me, that's just an egregious drop in minutes. He played 32 last season. Now, that's probably not ideal for him. But I just don't think that Chris Paul is going to play 25 minutes a night. 28? 30? I think that's more reasonable. I've got him projected, I think, at 29 minutes, and he's looking at like a top 60 per game guy. Uh, CJ McCollum at 67. Not going to say that I love that one. In fact, I might actually say the opposite. Don't like it at all, but again, I'm notoriously down on CJ. Notorious? I'm not notorious at all. No one cares what I think. CJ, I'm just down on him. So I'm not interested in taking that pick. Rogier goes at 68. They did bring back, not that this matters for Rogier, but at least they brought some guard depth in today by bringing back um, Teo Maladon and signing Edmund Sumner to a camp invite. I think Sumner has a shot of replicating what Dennis Smith did as a defensive guard, if he even makes the roster, which he might not. So I wonder if anyone's going to draft Josh Primo in this draft. I bloody hope not. It'll be embarrassing if they do. Um, we're getting, we have to start drafting Drew Holiday though. What are we waiting for here? I What situation does Drew go to where he's not top 70? Well, I know that he'll be picked by me if we get back to 84. Like He would definitely go to me at 84. So it's just going to be very interesting to see how people downplay him. There are other guys I would have taken here ahead of Ananobi. Jarrett Allen is still just sitting around like a bad smell. Why is he waiting around so long? He's not great. I, I know that, but 35 fantasy points, sure. Well, there goes Drew. At 71, that is, I, that's probably about right. Like, I again, I don't know where he's going to end up. Um, he probably isn't a top 50 player, but that's really good numbers there. But it is the level of uncertainty around him, much like Harden. And as soon as Harden gets dealt, he'll jump up 10 spots, I'd say, from that draft spot where he went. Same with Drew here. Devin Vassell goes there. That's about right. So do I have a bunch of interesting players that are at the top of my list here? I do. I do. That's good. I've got a few pretty good options. Um, I'm very interested in... Would I take Chris Paul? My team would be skewing very old, though. Lillard, George, Beal. Yeah, that's not great. So maybe I don't do that. It would skew it old. I'm going to have a look at the standings. My team currently has the oldest average age. I do not like that at all. So probably not going to do that. Oh, there goes Scooter. I knew he'd go round seven. Pick 73 for Scooter. I just think it might be... Well, Pirtle's a good pick. I think it might be hard for him. Again, there is still Simons, there is Sharp, there is Grant, there is Aiton. There's potential for four players on that team to want to attempt 20 field goal attempts per 100. <clears throat> and that does make it hard. And Scoot's a rookie, he'll have efficiency issues. I think that's too early. I do like that Pirtle pick there at 74, but we're going to see Scoot start to go earlier and earlier, and he's going to turn, I believe, into a stay away. And I don't know why there's the change there. Again, I was always operating under the assumption that Lillard wasn't going to be in Portland. So were people just, I don't know, what were they expecting was going to happen? But it's just interesting that people want to get that 100% confirmation and then their valuations change by so much when I think most of us should have just been looking at it from like, well, this is how we're going to view this team. Although to be fair, I probably wouldn't have taken Simons in round six. Um... Yeah, a week ago. I don't think I would have done that. So maybe I'm being a little harsh there. A little, yeah, a little harsh. Austin Reeves goes at 75. Yeah, again, probably going a little early, I think, in this format. Wendell Carter at 76 is about bang on. I like that. 
I do need to start getting a forward with one of these picks at least. Jalen Green goes at 77. Hmm. He could very much improve from last season. He wasn't really near this. He was 96th. So that's interesting. I wonder who's going to reach up into... I don't want to go too old here, though. Like I said, there's guys like Brooke. There's Middleton, who I'm definitely down on now. Cam Johnson's an interesting guy. I'm not that into John Collins, but it is something that I could be just way off on. It could be one of the ones I'm way off on this season is John Collins. But I'm just not convinced that he goes back and gets everything that he was doing in uh, in Atlanta Kraken. Trey Murphy goes at 78. That is an insane pick. Absolutely a nonsense pick. I don't know what is going on with that selection. Um, for reference, Trey Murphy was 118th in ESPN points leagues last season. He is injured to start the season, and he goes at 78. I am sorry, Super Prodigy, but you may have to change that name because that would indicate that perhaps you're not a prodigy. That is an insane pick. I cannot justify it at all. Cameron Johnson goes at 79. There goes my guy, Jared Allen, at number 80. Um, yeah, interesting quotes from Will Hardy today saying we've got five point guards. It's like, Will, I know. Just tell us who. He's like, it could be Jordan Clarkson. It could be Colin Sexton. It could be Chris Dunn. It could be Taylor Horton Tucker. It could be Keontae George. I just, I'd like to know who it is. Like, just give us some idea. But that's what the frustrating thing is with all those guys. They're all late round players, apart from Horton Tucker, who I don't really believe in very much at all. But uh, that's the frustrating scenario with the Jazz for this season, isn't it? Markel goes at 81. So who's the top of my board here? Well, it is Chris Middleton. That's pretty yuck. Trey Jones, Dan Gafford, Andy Wiggins. I think it's Lopez at 82. I am out on Lopez now that Lillard has arrived. Um, Lopez thrived getting that extra usage last season with no Middleton. And now there's Middleton and Lillard. So there goes Middleton at 83, who was there for me. So I oh, look, I don't want to do it because of injury risk and age, but how do I avoid Chris Paul here, who was the 40th ranked player in ESPN points leagues last season? And we are at pick 84. I've got to, I got to do it. Um, I don't like it though. And I need to take a big... I think it's... Ooh. Is it Gafford or do I take... I'll take Mark Williams, I think, instead. All right, let's take Mark Williams. All right, so that means I'll push the bonus back to power forward, put Mark Williams there as a center. I still don't have an actual forward forward. That'll have to be my next pick. So Chris Paul at 84. I don't, I don't like doing it. I don't like doing it. It's just old, but I, I think that's pretty good value there at seven. Much like getting Beal and George. I just think they slipped too far. Now, you, you might disagree. So let me know what you think uh, down in the comments. Well, Gafford goes next. That's who I was debating. Again, they were pretty close to me, and I just wanted to take Williams. I'm just not, I'm not 100% convinced on Gafford. I do think that he's going to beat a lot of his ADP numbers because who the hell else is playing center? But I'm also not convinced of him as a player. I'll put a Kongu into my queue. Put Clay there as well. Where's Wiggins? He needs to go into my queue also. Oh, he's well down. Could he slide back around? I hope so. I don't think he will, but hmm, that would be good. Where's Ben Simmons going to go? Because I will have him absolutely on the board for me for my next selection. Spencer Dinwiddie goes at number 88 after... So Gafford, 86. Michael Ponder Jr. goes at 87. Dinwiddie, 88. Tyce Jones, 89. Trey Jones should be going here as well. I am a little bit down also on Tyus. I'm just not, as you're well... I think you're well aware of this. I'm just not thinking that he's going to be the same guy that he was replacing Jar Morant. Jabari Smith at 90. There's a little bit of hope in that one. That's not bad, but we are going you know, a little bit upside Totally okay. Does it take a lot of the value out of it? Maybe. But if I look at Panda Pants' team, he has the youngest average age out of everybody. My team's average age is 30. That's yuck. Um, yeah, so Panda Pants, Jabari, Cam Johnson, Franz Wagner, Scotty Barnes, Bunkero, Jordan Poole, Trey Young, Jason Tatum. It's a very young team. I normally wouldn't be going so old, but again, I just when I'm getting 30 to 20 spots of perceived value, in my opinion, it makes it really hard not to. I probably should have done Chris Paul. I don't like that. Now, Brock Bridges, Miles Bridges goes at 91. Marcus Smart goes at 92. Trey Jones is one that's really standing out here to me. So is Andy Wiggins. But my next pick is 108. I doubt Wiggins makes it to me. So after Smart goes, the passport legend, Jalen Duran. I like that one. Although, 
I probably would have taken an Nyeka Okongwu. I probably would have taken Aaron Gordon ahead of him. Oh, Aaron Gordon could be an option for me. I'm going to throw Toby Harris onto the list as well. Let's throw Trey Jones in there. And Aaron Gordon. Just add some guys to the queue. So, Palo. Who's the guy who took Trey Murphy? We took Miles Bridges. So, wow. So, you got, you got, wow. What are we doing here, Super Prodigy? I'm sorry to tell you. So, you've got two guys who are, your seventh and eighth pick will not be available to start the season. Whew. It's going to make it tough, man. It's going to make it tough. And I'm going to guess that in my projected standings, you're in the bottom. Yeah, you are. That just makes it really hard. Sorry, I'm not, I know I'm picking on you, but I just, I, okay, maybe you can make up for one sort of mistake, which I think the Trey Murphy one was, but when you compound it with something like that, which again, it's no problem taking bridges there. It's when you put those two together that makes it quite iffy, I think. Green, that's Draymond Green, goes at 94. I'll stop picking on you. Andy Wiggins goes at 95. That's disappointing. You know what's starting next week is my uh, ADP battle series. I'm going to tweak the formula, rename it this season, and my draft pick series where we go and do a mock draft from every draft position, one through 12. We might even go to 14 this year. We'll see. Oh, no. Toby Harris goes. Johnny Collins goes at 96. Toby Harris goes at 97. Really good picks there on the turn for old mate D-Marks. Trey Jones really holding out here, and Clay Thompson, the other one. But again, it's just old, man. It's too old. And do I take Ben Simmons when I've got the risks of Paul and George? I probably didn't mean to say it that way, but I probably don't do that. I probably don't do that, although Simmons is bloody value there, I think. Aaron Gordon, Clay Thompson, that's old though. Trey Jones, Trey Jones I want. Um, but he doesn't fit my little forward slot, does he? Hmm. The conundrums. Oh, there goes Clay at 98. Simmons at 99. Well, the decision was taken out of my hands, and I appreciate that happening. Sometimes it's good to just have your options narrowed down for you. Because it is really leaving Trey Jones as the number one guy here. Now, Jones was 84th last season. Maybe he's not as good as that this season, but we're in the hundreds now. And you've got to scroll down a little bit to find him, which is good for me. He's at 108, which is what exactly my next pick is. I'm actually really shocked that Derek White hasn't gone. And he should be someone that goes off the board here really soon. Same with Okongwu. It is a little surprising to see both of those guys there. Even Capella, Nurkic, Zach Collins, Keldon Johnson, the horse. I think this is a good spot for Keldon. I'm going to throw him into my queue. Shaden Sharp can go in there as well. Nurkic can go in there too. It's quite a few good values still around. D'Angelo Russell goes at 100. Well, can't say I'm that interested there. They did say he's going to be the starting point guard. Remember, that does not mean 35 minutes. It might mean 35. It might mean 32. It might mean 28. Because Gabe Vincent is still there, and the only thing we don't know is who's going to start in the other spot. Is it Hachimura? Are they going to actually start Christian Wood? Now, we've heard two things from the Lakers that we hear, I feel like, all the time. Yeah, we're going to be really careful with LeBron's minutes. It's not just about games played. It's about in-game reps, and we hear it all the time. And of course, at some point, it is going to have to happen. It just never has. And the other thing is, oh, yeah, we probably want to get another center out there, just reduce the banging on AD's body. Sure, we hear that all the time as well. And even though, even though, right, Last season, Buddy Heald goes at 101. Even though last season we were looking at go, well, AD played a lot of center. I'm going to throw, he did, but I'm going to throw an argument at you that once they made that trade in the middle of the season, Jared Vanderbilt was their center. Jared Vanderbilt does the center things. Jared Vanderbilt bangs, he crashes, he rebounds. So if they start Vanderbilt, why couldn't, why doesn't he just play center rather than having to put defensive legend Christian Wood out there. I don't know. I don't know. That's, yeah. I think that Vanderbilt handles those center responsibilities. Even though he's not big. Like, center's a state of mind. It's a play style a lot of the time rather than the size thing. And Yekura Kongwu goes at 103. Derek White, 102. I really like both those picks. It looks like I've got a real chance here of getting Trey Jones. The horse goes at 104. Keldon Johnson. Um... I'm very interested in Clint Capella, who's the top of this queue here, because this is almost worst case for him. And if he does end up getting traded, it'll be into well, there he goes. It'll be into a bigger spot. He goes at 105. That's pretty strong value. I still have two guys I have projected as top 100 that are sitting on my board, and one of them is Trey Jones, who I've got projected top 80. Can I snag him? It's him or Aaron Gordon that I want, and I hope I can get both. We'll see if I can get both. Let's hope I get one. Because if I don't, 
It does bring me to a quickly or a Bruce Brown option, but I need that forward. Well, Keegan Murray goes. I've got a chance. I'm going to get one of Gordon and Jones. Um, please let me get both. I'd be very happy with that outcome. At picks 108, 109. What are you picking? Don't annoy me. Just let this flow. Let my strategy come to me. Oh, he let it. Let's go. Trey Jones, bang. And Aaron Gordon, also bang. I'm pretty happy to get that. Is there significant upside in those guys from a projection perspective? Maybe not. Is there 20 to 30 spots of value built in at where I got them? Probably yes. And that's the two ways of looking at upside. Taking a guy at a certain spot, thinking, well, there's a percentage chance that he breaks out and the role increases and he does it. Or a guy that's dropped 30 spots and you just has to do what you think he's going to do to return value. And that's how I approach those. Thankfully, they're not 50 years old like a lot of my other players. So I'm very happy with that turned out. Ross Westbrook goes at 110. I'd like quickly in Brown. Bruce Brown, that is, um, to make it back to me. They almost definitely won't. And I'm going to throw Zach Collins onto the queue as well. You have to scroll down a little bit here to, hit, to find old Zachy because his numbers last season weren't super strong because he started for only half the season. But even in that, he was 139th in ESPN points per game. We didn't start until the final, what, 30 games of the season. Valanciunas goes at 111. And while I'm not big on Valanciunas this season, I would have to suggest that that's okay value. I'm not going to say it's gruel. Actually, no, it's not. He averaged 28 last season, which is 115th. Yeah, I don't like that. Really too much at all. Brown and Quickly were the two guys that I had at the top of my queue. So they go off to Kando and to Sloan Piva. And Panda Pants, who's gone super young? Does he go super young again? I really like his Okongwu pick. I want to find something good to say about Super Project. I really like his Derek White pick, actually. That's a pretty good selection. So who does Panda Pants go again? Is he just going young once more? I'm going to guess yes. And I'm going to think he's going to take Jaden. No, I knew it. I knew he was going young. That is, this is a extraordinarily young focus build. And that's fine. Inconsistency becomes a problem. Um, but there is upside built in there. Bob Portis. Ooh, ooh, super. You know what? You know what I'll say about Super Prodigy? We have different perspectives on everything. And that is fantastic. So I don't want people in mock drafts with me all the time that are just tongue on taint. Like, I don't need that. I don't need everyone just to do exactly what I think. It's good to have someone for me to jokingly roast, but also just to provide different perspectives. Now, I think there's absolutely no value in Trey Bridges or Portis there. But am I right all the time? Of course I'm not. No way. So no worries. No worries. I like it, actually. Yeah, let's go. Bring it on. Do some different shit. Dennis Schroeder goes, you know what I'm getting to the stage of, though? I'm getting to the stage where I have to put the crucifix on my on my watch list. It's gross. Um, and Steve Adams as well. I know he's not a great name, but he's going on there, too. Rob Williams goes at 117. What do you think? Do you think... We've got those two names there, Schroeder and Rob Williams. Do you think they start? Drop it in the chat. Drop it in the comments. I think that Schroeder, yes. Williams, no. But not bad spots to get him. Mitchie Robinson, Jaden Ivey. This needs to be taken soon, and that might get me some young value. I'm going to throw Derek Lively on the queue as well. Jason Kidd did not say that he is going to start. He says that he's considering it, and he wants to, and he wants to talk about it, blah, blah, blah. I would love that if he does. I also think that he's probably going to suck initially, but I would love that he starts. And he's talking up Omax Prosper as well. Just be really, Prosper, just be really um, cautious about reading too much into comments from Media Day. Mitch Robinson goes at 118. That's pretty strong value. The, the name that is, well, Jaden Ivey's a good pick. The name that is really holding here is Zach Collins. And I would love, love if he goes back to me at 132. That seems like, Real wishful thinking. We're going to get to a stage, though, where if we get to my 130 pick, that I'm going to end up with like a Malcolm Brogdon, which is not an upside pick at all, but it is because I'm probably snagging 20 spots of value again out of it. See, I like the, I like the, well, Zach Collins goes at 120, I like it, and then Tari Eason. So we're into the bench now. So people are starting to take some flyers. Totally reasonable to do. Take some upside swings. I, I 100% agree with this strategy. But again, if there is someone who's sitting there that you think can be 100th and they're not necessarily considered an upside flyer, well, taking them at 130 is an upside fly pick. Just don't always be like, I have to take every single young player. What you want is upside and value. You don't want a guy at 120 who might be 115th. You want a guy at 120 who's been passed over for two rounds who's probably going to be 90th or 95th. Or a guy that if things break right can be 80th, but you might drop him later on. The man on the street goes next, which is 122. I don't mind that for Clarko. I'm not 
see, he might almost fall into that category of like, eh, I'm not sure that he that he beats that considerably. Has he fallen too far? Not really. Can he beat that? Not really. Like that, That's getting into that territory, I think. But we do have three more bench slots, so maybe you don't want to swing on every one of them and get... Because yeah, you're going to have injuries, of course. It's not a, not a roto league. And if it was a roto league, your 11th guy is important. So the 11th guy gets used quite a bit. So I, Especially with a four bench lineup like we've got here, don't really have too much of a problem if you want to go a little bit steadier with one of the picks. I would like to try and get my upside guys perhaps in this first bench round and then grab the steady guy next just to make sure that the upside guy that I actually want, I can get. But I'm also in a shit position to do that at the end of the round. So I like these ones here. Brogdon's a good pick there. Uh, Barrett at 124. Yeah, sure, whatever. Ben Matherin at 125. I am in on that as well. Some other upsidey sort of guys in this area. Who else have we got? Like Asar Thompson probably needs to look at. Christian Wood, who's on my list, is, is probably an upside play there as well. And then like I think Stephen Adams starts to qualify because I've got him around 110th per game. And if I'm picking at 132, that makes sense. Right, this is pick 126. Is that enough upside value on Adams at, for Super Prodigy? It probably is. I'm very interested to see what Panda Pants is going to do. He's taking a Thompson for sure, Panda Pants. Jaden McDaniels goes there. Yeah, um, again, just a different philosophy. Jaden was 140th per game last season. Not really. Yeah, I knew it. Yes, I've nailed this guy. I know him. I know what he's going to do. Um, yeah, I'm always a little... I just don't see the upside really in McDaniels. Again, something different. I love it. Amen Thompson, very different from you, Panda Pants. Has he taken anyone who's over the age of 24? I don't think so. Who, who is the oldest player there? Kongwu? No, it's Cam Johnson, who's like 27. Um, PJ Washington Jr. goes with the next selection. What do you think of me targeting Chris Wood here, the old crucifix? Is it good? Is he good? No. Is there upside in it? I believe so. I'm very interested that Amen Thompson went ahead of Asar Thompson. Asar is in my queue as well. That is an upside swing. That'll bring my average age down at least. Jethin Melton at 129, which he's never going that spot in a category league, but in a points league, I I can understand it. It's yeah, it's not a great, it's not the greatest option in a points league. Hmm. I'd be very happy to get Wood, Adams, or Thompson. Two of those three, they're sitting quite high in my high enough in my projections. With outside of Adams, he doesn't have huge upside, but he's, there's upside in the position that I think he's going to get selected. And then the other two, Wood and Thompson, can actually do a lot more than what I've projected them for. I think. So Joshy Hart goes at 130. Not a not game theory wise, I'm not a fan of it because I'm not sure there's upside in it. Production wise, it's totally reasonable. And that's you know the debate that we have, isn't it? Ooh, he did do it. He took Asar Thompson. So is getting Christian Wood and Steven Adams here enough swings? Well, Adams is a value play here. That's a value play, so I'll take that. And is Wood enough of an upside pick? Who else am I looking at? I think he... Or do I go Paul Reed? No, no. Wood's more of an upside pick in a points league. We'll take Paul Reed. Uh, we'll take Christian Wood there, I think. I think that's enough of an upside play for me um, at that selection. It might not work out. Very clearly, it might not work out. But I'm okay, I'm very okay at 133. And I, I think Adams is like 110th, 105th sort of ranked player. What did Steve-O... Do I have the numbers in front of me? No, I don't have his projected uh, averages in front of me from last... Oh, sorry, his ranking from last season in front of me. Um, my team's average age has come down in under 29. It still is the oldest, while Panda Pants' average age has come under 23. That is unbelievably young. This is one of the ones that I, that I talked about I'm not liking necessarily. Mike Conley at 134. Now, I guess you could make the argument that, much like with Adams, that there's rounds of value in getting him there. I'm not convinced there is. I think he's probably more a 129, 130 type of play, which I give you that 129 very specifically because I've got him ranked at 128. So that's why I've got him, why I said that. But is that actually upside at 134? I don't think so. Gaz Trent goes. It was an auto pick. I don't know what happened there. But he is way down my board, so uh, that's a bit of stiff shit for you. Um, Denny Abdir at 136. That is a good upside pick. Some other good upside picks coming up is someone like a Jalen Johnson. Um, Quentin Grimes, Colin Sexton, Paddy Williams, Obi Toppin, Paul Reed. Zubats is going to start falling into like if, if it's a Zubats goes back to me, he's going to fall into a, an upside pick. So I got him thirty spots late, um, and maybe that happens. I don't. Ooh, Kyle Anderson, I don't get that at all. Kyle Anderson 
is good in a category league. He's worse in a points league. Like last season, everything went right for Anderson. He was 102nd. So I guess theoretically, you're looking at that Sloan and you're saying, well, that's good value, getting him 30 spots later. But that Towns missed 50 games to get him there. And I just don't think that's going to happen. I said, like, oh, yeah, I'm not really in on it. Yeah. And I, I, yeah, okay. No, I'm not really in on that. Other guys I would rather take. Someone said my team should be named oldies but goodies. Yeah, it is very old. It is very old. I am uh, very well aware of that. But I'm just trying to let some value come to me. Um, Paul Reed goes at 139. I am glad. Super Prodigy, well done. Again, I've shit on your picks a lot. Congratulations. I love you doing that. Um, I don't like people reaching too high for Reed. I'm big on him. You know that. But please do not go high. This is fantastic. Love it. Well done. Um, this is like doing advertising for leagues. Come on, bro. Um, Zubats is going to go into my queue because he's going to fit into that mold. Karis Levert. Yep, all right. 140. That's getting into that. That is that range of like, oh, well, I've maybe snagged a round or two of value out of him. Not sure it's tremendous. The guy I'd start to look at soon is Sadiq Bay. Once we get back into round 13 and Pat Williams and even Brandon Miller, even though I'm not the biggest fan of what he's going to do. Colin Sexton goes onto my list, but the guys I'm not taking are Al Horford's and Kelly Linux and Harrison Barnes and KCP's. I just don't see any path for that to, to make sense. Ooh, Kevin Porter's at the top of the list. Sick. Please, no one take him. Josh Richardson goes at 142. Um, that's pretty good. I would... I would expect that he starts. Of course, a Drew Holiday trade could change a lot of things, although I really don't think that's going to happen. Obi Toppin goes at 143. That's pretty good value. It's pretty good upside, I think. Some other upside names that I'm looking at here. Quentin Grimes, maybe. Jalen Johnson's one of the other ones here where I don't think he's going to start, but I also know that Sadiq Bey is not very good. So I'd like to have the opportunity to get Jalen in case he starts playing 25 a night. Very similar to the way that Bay was sort of getting 25 a night last season as a backup. I don't think Jalen can really play the three very much, and he's probably best suited to play 4-5, and he won't get five minutes with Capella and Okongwu there. But what if they moved on from Capella, and then he is the backup center, backup four? Huh. Sexo goes at 144. Tremendous, tremendous upside pick. What do you think of a Norm Powell pick here? Obviously, a hardened acquisition would, would neuter him. Um, but as soon as someone goes out, if that team stays the same, then he steps up. And, ooh, Kente George. Ooh, he's gone jazz. I like it. Like it. Two flyer picks. One of them might work out, but you're really increasing your odds of that pick working out, I think, by taking both of them there. That's really, really strong. I love that from you, D-Marks. Really good. It's a great strategy. And they would be the two that I would uh, take over like a Dunn and Horton Tucker. Clarkson's in a different class to me, but Sexton and George, I would take over Dunn and Horton Tucker. So we are definitely getting into the zone where Zubats at pick 156 when it gets back to me. Like, that does become value. It's not a sexy pick. Oh, there he goes. At this spot, at 146, it is probably a little bit of value. It's not tremendous. And the same is going to go with Sadiq Bay here because if he does make it to 156, oh, I don't know about Kelly Ubre. That's fine. Um, again, these it is a difference in my strategy, but I really do have to bang this home is that Upside isn't all just about you're a young player. It's about what are the chances of me smashing through this number? And I think with some of these guys, it's it's relatively high. Especially if I can get top 120 value out of you at pick 150. Once I get to guys that might project to be 130th, best case, then that's actually not value. Even though I'm getting them at 150, that's not value. But if you can be 120th and I get you 150, that is value. Panda Pants, oh, he went on auto. So not only did he draft every the youngest players in the world, I missed that he picked Sohan there. He then auto-drafted Kevin Porter. Uh, okay. Um, Super Prodigy takes Dylan Brooks. Okay. Actually, I think that's a pretty good pick. I actually like that. Um, man, that Porter pick, Jesus. All right. Sloan, what are you going to do? Redeem yourself. Oh, you didn't. What are you doing, Sloan? I need to have a chat with you. Sloan is actually doing fancy basketball work for Sporting News. He's coming on my show next week to do some stuff. Um, to have a chat. So I'm going to have a chat to him about some of his strategy. I, I see no point in taking Kevon Looney there whatsoever. Um, Panda Pants didn't mean to make that pick, but it's a mock draft. All right, cool. You're excused. Well done for telling us, even though I got autoed on you somehow. 
I'm going to tell him that he's set at auto. Um, you are set on auto for some reason. All right. Yeah, look, I just don't, I don't get it. I don't understand the... Sloan, I'd love to talk to you about it. Maybe I'll message you later. What's the point of those two picks? Quentin Grimes at 153. Time expired. Um, do you all think they should give Primo D Wade's nickname now that he's back? As funny as that might be, I also don't want to make light of a sexual incident like that. So no, we don't give her that. We just call him a dreadful shit bloke who should be booed at every opportunity. Same as Kevin Porter, who hopefully never plays again. Quentin Grimes, 153. I know I've got auto pick, but I do like it. We're getting to a situation where there's going to be these old crusty bastards available. Boyans and Gordon Haywoods. And you know, there's not tremendous Bogdan. But the guys that I, I would like a hawk here, Sadiq Bay, Jalen Johnson, even a Patrick Williams. I know he's not a hawk, but he fits into that. Oh, it's my pick. So maybe I should make one of those picks. Let's take... Let's, should I just take Bay here? We're at pick 156. I always... End, oh, did Bay go? No, he went one pick before. Damn it. Let's take Pat Williams. And let's also take the upside of Jalen Johnson there. All right, that's the end of my draft. Didn't realize it was up to me. See, I don't like this one for me either, Dali Mali. Why are we taking Barnes here? Like, I know that my theory is, like, get me some value. I don't actually think that gets you enough value with that pick. I don't think it gets you value. I do like that Javishishbrook took Sadiq Bay. He's also took, took Bay and Asar Thompson off me, which I don't like him doing that. Now we have Malik Beasley. I want people to go really start to go wild here. I want Jarris Walker going off the board. I want... Um, uh, who else do I want going off the board? I want uh, Derek Lively going off the board. I want Chris Dunn to go. I want Rashawn Holmes going off the board. Who else can start to go off the board? Uh, Corey Kispert. Maybe he goes off the board. We'll see. Marley, Dali Marley's going in that older mode. Oh, no, he doesn't. Andrew Nempart. Now, that's one where I really don't see how that plays out. But that's fine. I'm not sure there's upside in that one, but at least it's not a super old guy. Um, Kando, 2094. I'm very interested. Oh, Panda's on order. I wanted to see which young guy he would take. Definitely the two most intriguing figures in this draft are Super Prodigy and Panda Pants. I'm just annoyed that he's gone on to auto. Take yourself off auto, mate. It says you're in the room. Unless you've just got a queue set up. Because the actual top of this queue is Boyan Bogdanovich, and it's probably getting to a spot here with Boyan where it is actual value to take him. And I know if I had have taken him, instead of like a Jalen Johnson, my team would have projected to look way better. But that's you don't win the draft in a projected standing setting. I hope you don't. Otherwise, things are pretty wild. Well, Boyan Bogdanovich goes. That guy got autoed. I guess we get guys just dropping out for their last round. That makes no sense, but cool. Whatever. Why'd you stay this long and then drop out? Sloan, what are you doing? Don't let me roast you again, Sloan. I don't like these last three picks. Please take an upside player. Please take someone that makes sense. Drew Eubanks? Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. You're hoping a Nurkic injury. I get it. Then Javon Carter goes. Panda Pants. Oh, that's a little old for you, my guy. What's Super Prodigy going to do? Who's he going to take that I absolutely do not want anyone to take? Is he going to take Al Horford? That would just be the icing on the cake here. If Super, No, he takes Nas Reed. I really like it. Again, it is an upside play. I don't know how they're going to use him or how they're going to fit him in or how any of that stuff is going to work out. But it is uh, interesting. Well, there it is. Derek Lively. I like it. It's probably not going to work out. You're probably going to drop him after two games. But we take the crack at it. I missed that Brandon Miller went in round 13. Okay. I wonder if Jarris Walker goes. I wonder, actually, I wonder if Jim Wiseman goes. Marvin Bagley the fourth. Does he get drafted? Let's hope not. Jarris Walker needs to go. Um, Norm Powell probably should be on someone's roster. Four picks left in this mock. We're a bit under an hour. It's going to go over an hour, obviously. Derek Lively. Ooh, Indigo really thinking about this. He just dropped out of the room and he's going to get autoed and just annoy me to finish off this draft. Probably. Looks that way. Yep, thanks, mate. Caleb Martin goes there. Paolo, are you still here? I hope so as well. Oh, yeah. Bogdan Bogdanovich goes. Okay. That actually might be okay. Joshy Green as the second last pick. Solid. Are they going to start Prosper over him? I don't know. God, it'd be interesting. I think Green should get the first crack, but I want Jaden Hardy to start, actually. That's never going to happen. Um, and the last pick is Stormin Norman Powell, and that's the end of the draft. Let's scroll it down, have a look at my selections. 
Damien Lillard at 12, Sabonis 13, Brunson in round three, Paul George round four, Beal five, Simon six, Chris Paul round seven, Mark Williams in eight, Tyus Jones, uh, sorry, Trey Jones in nine, Aaron Gordon 10, Stephen Adams 11, Christian Wood in 12, Pat Williams 13, and Jalen Johnson in round 14. Again, if we look at my projected standings, I'll come out on top as we should. It's my projections. But interestingly, I did bring my average age down under 28. Um, Panda Pants has got an average age of 23. He's on the bottom of projected standings because he took Kevin Porter by accident and he's projected for zero games. Um, but yeah, good draft, guys. We're able to get it done in reasonable amount of time. Um, let me know what you think down below about this mock draft ESPN point scoring format. Follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. And if you are here on YouTube, thumb it up and leave your comments down below, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.